0: she even got her mom here today nice hi miss debbie so i showed a video um just before alicia did her special music uh called graves into gardens and uh, i just i loved that um concept that we began in a garden we turned it into a grave and jesus turned it back to a garden Gardens are really important places in the Bible And I'm pretty sure that you could think of at least two gardens in in the Bible Can you think of two? What are they? Garden of Eden Garden of Gethsemane, right? Those are the two most popular The Garden of Eden At the high point of God's creation At the high point of all his creative work He created human beings who bore the very image of God And he placed them, it says he placed them in a garden east of Eden where all things were bright and beautiful. And in this garden of Eden, God was the chief gardener. And he invited human beings to join in his creation. He invited them to join in caring for this diverse. Uh, plant and animal kingdom that he had created so the garden of eden was a place where god resurrected life from the swirling depths of chaos and nothingness and the garden was a place of life the garden of gethsemane there's another popular prominent garden in scripture the garden of gethsemane what is best known about the garden of gethsemane That's where Jesus went to pray before he was uh, arrested or betrayed. I guess it would be another way of putting it. This garden wasn't one of life but of suffering. And in this garden is where Jesus was distressed. And he implored with God, If it is possible, please take this cup of death away from me. This garden was also watered with his tears as he felt separated from God and isolated and anguished. He was also abandoned by his friends because he had said, please stay with me and pray. And what did they do? They fell asleep. This particular garden felt more like a graveyard as Jesus faced judgment, torture, and eventually death. And the blood wouldn't only be on the cross, it would drip from Jesus' brow in Gethsemane as he intensely prayed. There's another garden, the garden of the empty tomb. Our Easter text for today places us in this third garden. It's a garden that's also a graveyard and a garden that's no less significant than the two that are already mentioned. It was literally a garden. It's still there today. The story begins in the early morning darkness when the dawning sky was still dim. And although Mary Magdalene was in a garden, this garden felt more like a graveyard. After the horrendous couple of days that she had just experienced where she witnessed the world's cruelest behaviors, she witnessed Terrible power structures And political positioning So she came to this garden In the darkness in the morning But she was in her own Graveyard of grief We pick up the story When Mary was just outside of the tomb And it was an empty tomb By the way She already knew that Jesus' body was missing She had told the disciples They came and saw and they already left And she was left there Confused, wondering where the body of Jesus was. And she was inconsolable. She was weeping just outside the tomb entrance. And that's where we pick up our scripture passage in John 20. Listen to verses 11 to 18. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. Imagine yourself in Mary's position. And saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. Imagine that. The Lord's saying your name. Sandy. Tina. Jeff. <laughs> she turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni. Mary searched for Jesus in the only place she knew where to look, the last place she saw him, in the tomb. So she peered into the tomb where the grave clothes had been transformed into two angels. Well, I think the grave clothes were probably still there, but alongside them were these two angels. And the angels, seeming somewhat confused by her sadness, asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They probably kind of gave a knowing glance at each other, I think, because as they peered at her, they were looking over her shoulder at the man walking towards her. Immediately, Mary turned around and saw Jesus, but she didn't know it was Jesus. She assumed it was the gardener. She was in a garden, after all. She was so broken, so alone, so lost, In the graveyard of her own fear, to notice that it was actually Jesus. And because she was in the graveyard, she needed someone to help her locate Jesus' body. She needed someone to help her find where her Savior might have been taken. So she asked the gardener the same question she asked the angels. She wasn't expecting news of new life or resurrection, what was she expecting? To know where the dead body of Jesus was. She just wanted to know where they had taken him. But Jesus was ready to teach Mary a gardening lesson. You see, earlier in the Gospel of John, Jesus had spoken some really strange words to his disciples about gardening. When he was predicting his own death. Listen to what he said in John chapter 12. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Now Jesus was telling them before he died that death wasn't the end for him. It was only the beginning. There's more to the Easter story than death. There's more to the Easter story than a dying prophet and an empty tomb. There's more to the Easter story than a missing Messiah. There's more to the Easter story than the grief of a graveyard. The graveyard wasn't the conclusion of the Easter story, amen? Because the Easter story is about turning graveyards into gardens. This is a picture of Jesus' tomb today. And it's a beautiful garden where many people go and worship the Lord. Mary didn't believe Jesus to be the gardener until he called her name. Mary! boy if that will snap you out of your grief the Lord's saying your name probably kind of like your mom saying your full name I tried to get Tommy to tell me his full name because I want to use it but he says no it ain't happening so I told him I would make up the rest of his name but Jesus didn't have to make up Mary's name he knew it and he called her by name That one word carried with it something of her own crucifixion and resurrection, of her own graveyard to garden moment. The power of the resurrection was made known in a single word from the lips of her teacher, her friend, her savior. When Jesus called her by name, her eyes were opened up instantaneously. The tears ceased to flow, the grief faded, and she began to live as one no longer in a graveyard but in a garden. Garden moments happen when we hear Jesus call our name. Hearing Jesus call our name gives us hope when we feel like our lives are empty tombs and our dreams have been snatched and stolen. Without a gardener, where would the disciples have gone when their hopes were shattered at Golgotha? Without the gardener, what did Mary have to cling to? An empty tomb? Without the gardener, what would we do when our marriage is dead? When our cancer takes its toll? When suffering strikes? When bullets claim the lives of our loved ones? When wars and rumors of war are more numerous than moments of kindness and love? Without the gardener, there can be no tomorrow and the graveyard becomes all we can see. The resurrection of Jesus beckons us to see through our blurry, tear-filled eyes the gardener who wants to sow the seeds of hope, of righteousness, of passion, of justice in each and every one of our lives. The Jesus in John's gospel wants to move us from the graveyard to the garden where we can take root and grow and flourish. Some of you might be weeping in a graveyard today. Maybe it's a graveyard of a lost lifelong dream. Maybe it's a graveyard of disappointment and despair. Or a graveyard of heartbreak, rejection, loss, pain, shame. Whatever it is, the grave is not the end. You do not have to stay in the tomb. Turn around and hear the good news from the master gardener, the one who is calling your name through your tears, through your fears. Listen to his words and let them blossom within you. And those flowering words of comfort and life, if we choose to listen, will remind us that where there are nights, there are always mornings. Where there is death, there is always resurrection. And where there are graveyards, there are always gardens. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you. Thank you. Love one another. And be good. Be good.